We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So now that the Jets and Packers have finally gotten the Aaron Rodgers trade done, there's quite a bit that can be surmised when it comes to the offseason that wasn't, at least to this point, for Lamar Jackson, Sarah. What may have led to New York's hesitancy to make a run at number eight and how recently extended Eagles QB Jalen Hurts reacted to his new contract in Philadelphia. All of that still to come. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Tuesday, April 25th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault presented by our friends at GiftyGarage.net. Check out their sports swag and Delmarva collections for top-of-the-line local apparel today. Well, there's a brand new popular pick for the Ravens at number 22, and I got to say, I kind of like it. Meanwhile, I was invited on a Vegas radio show to represent Baltimore in a mock draft, and I was absolutely shocked by who was still on the board. If only this could happen Thursday night. Plus, J.K. Dobbins, for the most part, has kept to himself this offseason, but that didn't stop him from publishing a cryptic tweet on Monday, leading many to believe within the Ravens' Twitter sphere he's still stewing over last year's frustrations. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, Aaron Rodgers' trade compensation was officially finalized between the Packers and Jets on Monday, which now sends the 39-year-old four-time NFL MVP to New York. First and foremost, what's your reaction to the acquisition knowing what the Jets gave up to get this one done. Yeah, well, uh, let's just start here. If you haven't seen the breakdown yet, here it is. So the Jets get, of course, Aaron Rodgers, the headliner here. Uh, pick number 15 in this year's draft in the first round, a 2023 fifth-round pick, which is number 170 overall. That's what the Jets get in this deal. Here's what the Packers get in what is a haul, unquestionably. Uh, the 13th overall pick in this year's draft. The 42nd overall pick. That's a 2023 second rounder. A sixth round pick also in this year's draft, which is number 207 overall. And this is the key here. A conditional 2024 second rounder that becomes a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. So 
Sarah, I, I know we were on our daily conference call just as this thing was getting pushed across the finish line, and we both, at least initially, thought the Jets gave up a major haul in order to get Aaron, which they did. But the more that I think about it and the more that I listen to guys like former Raven scout Daniel Jeremiah, I don't think it was as much of a fleece job by Green Bay as so many are suggesting, knowing that the Jets would have been riding with Zach Wilson if they didn't get this done. Here's DJ. I actually think it's it's pretty fair, and I feel like it's what we've talked about for quite some time. Uh, we've talked about a two this year. We've talked about a conditional pick next year that could be a one uh, contingent on playtime or performance. And really, that's what this is. Um, in order to get the deal to the finish line, to me, on the outside looking in, it looks like what we would call a little sweetener was added, which is just, okay, th those are the real parameters of the deal, but let's just get a little sweetener. So sweetener is we'll, sweat uh, we'll pick swap 15 and 13. Not real difference there. And then you have 170 and 207. Not much difference there. So I, I think this is exactly what was a fair deal, what we talked about previously about what would happen. It's really a two this year and a conditional two that could go to a one next year and then just a little sweetener on top. So I thought it made sense for both teams. Finally got this thing done and we can get on with life. Yeah, Bobby, I totally hear what DJ is saying. But if you look at this from a pure math standpoint, from draft value charts and teams, they use these draft value charts to figure out how to make these these deals, although some of them may use differing charts. But the Jets gave up, I think, a bigger haul than what DJ is alluding to here. So I went to Jason from Over the Cap. I mean, this guy is the owner, started up Over the Cap. Everybody uses this website and this guy for cap information and draft information. So Jason used a draft chart to intelligently explain what this really amounted to. And he did assume that Rodgers would hit that 65% of snaps. And I agree, unless he gets some sort of injury. So if he does hit those snaps and it's another first rounder, so with that, the Jets would be giving up a point scale of 4,500 points only getting back a little over 2,000 points. And so Jason explains that the equivalent, that's the equivalent, those points are the equivalent of the number two or number three overall pick in this draft. Bobby, that is nothing to snicker at. And that doesn't even mention all the money that the Jets will need to pay in terms of his contract. Yeah, so Jason broke down all the money and how it impacts the cap as well, and we'll spare you the details, but his conclusion is that this could potentially turn out to be a one-year, $60 million contract. But as Jason writes, quote, given the lack of development of Zach Wilson, like I alluded to a second ago, and lack of other options, it is a risk that is worth taking for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2010 even at the super high trade price. If things don't work out, they will probably be starting over from square one with a new coaching staff, GM, and roster in 2024, close quote. So that's kind of where I was going at earlier on in the topic with, with my opinion there, Sarah. I mean, they needed to do this in terms of, I get it, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's a little out there for sure. Uh, but we know how important the quarterback position is to this league. Yeah, I mean, the Jets are in a bad place. They definitely needed to get a quarterback. And so a risk is necessary, which begs the question, why not maybe talk to Lamar Jackson? If Is he as much of a risk? Who knows? Now, now knowing how significant of an investment this really was, uh, you know, it does make me wonder why not? Check in on Lamar Jackson up to this point. The reports are that nobody has. 
Not that I wanted the Jets to. I hope Lamar's a Raven, but that's what people are asking. Why not check in on Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, and it's a loaded one. But to me, it boils down to several hurdles that we've discussed in, in recent weeks, if not months at this point, beginning with the fact that Eric Acosta placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar last month, which, yes, allowed him to test the market, but he did so while still being under the umbrella of Baltimore's ability to match any offer sheet that were to come in for him, which more than likely turned some suitors away. You then add in the realities of not having an agent, Lamar's perceived and reported desire to secure a contract similarly structured to that of Deshaun Watson's, right, when it comes to fully guaranteed money, as Josina Anderson told us last month. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that Lamar hasn't been available when it matters most back-to-back December's due to injuries. All of that had to have been a factor in some of the hesitancy that's out there within the marketplace. But Sarah, before we close out topic one, Eagles QB Jalen Hurts met with the media for the first time since signing last week's extension in Philadelphia. And this exchange right here with a reporter has received a ton of attention online. Listen to this. Jalen, you said at the Super Bowl you, you had a purpose before anybody had an opinion. Now you're the highest paid player in the league. I mean, how satisfying is that for you? Yeah, I think uh, money is nice. Championships are better. So, Sarah, first off, can we both agree that Jalen's one-liners are so cold? They just hit, man. He is, he's got that swagger to him, and I love it. It's a mild-mannered swagger, too. But secondly, I've seen a ton of people using this clip to point the finger at Lamar, suggesting that he's been greedy throughout this negotiation process. And, hey, While I'm absolutely on record for believing that Lamar is the one who's prolonging the process in Baltimore, knowing what we know about his leaked contractual figures, right? It's the second richest contract in the history of the NFL by all accounts and well north of Jalen in the fully guaranteed at signing category. With all of that said, I can also respect a player who fights tooth and nail for what he feels he deserves. And remember this too, when you take the route that Jalen opted to take this offseason. Deals get done in a hurry. He may hold the highest average per year figure in NFL history at the moment, but as you've stated so many times, that's really just fluff when you stack his contract up against recent quarterback deals, some of his counterparts. And I stumbled upon former NFL executive Andrew Brandt's tweet that I think summed things up perfectly uh, on Monday. He wrote, quote, I admire Jalen Hurts as a player in person. But I hope he and his agent didn't fall for the, quote, take less to help the team trope. Again, any and all quarterbacks can, quote, help the team by moving around cap. That's simply accounting. But no QB ever needs to take less cash to help the team, close quote. Still to come here on the vault, a pick six machine is becoming a popular pick for the Ravens at number 22. Plus, who I personally chose for the Ravens when I went on a Vegas radio show for a mock draft. I think you all will like who I got. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sarah, there's a certain draft prospect that has suddenly become a popular pick for the Ravens. Uh, on Monday, we saw NBC Sports columnist Peter King mock him to Baltimore. And we also saw the ever-reliable Jeff Cerebek of The Athletic get on him as well. Who we got? Well, Bobby, before I give you the name, we first got to say that our draft special episode, which we just posted on Monday with Jason Smith from Huddle It Up Films, he also said this guy is one of his favorites at the position. So who do we got? Who are we talking about? None other than Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Now, in Zreback's case, he actually traded back 11 spots into the second round to number 33. And in that process, he got an extra third rounder for the Ravens. And then he selected Forbes. Now, that would be a dream scenario. I love it. In Peter King's case, though, he just took Forbes straight up at number 22. And here's what King had to say about him. Quote, there is so much to like with the six-foot, 168-pound corner, the most productive defensive back in this draft. The only thing not to like is his rail-thin physique. But how about missing one of 37 college games with injury, returning six interceptions for touchdowns, an NCAA record, and having 30 interceptions in his past six seasons. That's 16 in high school and 14 in college. You want this man on your team. The Ravens would figure out how to maximize his instinctive play, close quote. Yeah, Sarah, this sounds awfully familiar to what Jason said. And, you know, if you haven't watched the episode yet, go check it out after you finish this one. It's number 247 in the archives. But Jason's a beast, man. He watched at least three games of each prospect on his 165-man board, and he looks at every player, every prospect from a Ravens perspective in terms of fit. So his analysis really is thorough and, and, and excellent. So anyway, here's what he had to say specifically about Forbes with us. NCAA record six pick sixes in his career. Six of them. Ooh. He returned for a touchdown. Um, the, the issue people have with him, and you see the stars I have around him, he's my positional favorite of the group. Uh, and when you see that on my board, that means I like him more than consensus. So I'm admitting my, my own personal bias towards him to where I feel like strongly it's where I'm planting my flag, at, uh, you know, in that player's draft stock. But he's six foot, a buck 66 at the combine. So slender. But he has the best eyes in this draft out of any quarterback, which shows in his interception production, runs a four, three, six, and he uses his size really well. Like he knows that, uh, you know, he's not a big, you know, big guy. He knows he's undersized. So he'll take out your legs and talk to you about it. He'll set the edge and force the action back inside for linebackers to clean up and they'll let you know about it. And 
He's just a very feisty player, excellent eyes, an interceptor. I would love to have a playmaker in that spot. You know, who knows if Marcus Peters is lying in wait, you know, maybe they would like a guy like Banks better, a versatile corner. But Emmanuel Forbes, you know, I have a soft spot for him. I think he's going to be great wherever he goes. Yeah, so Bobby, like Jason, I don't know if Marcus Peters will be back. But if not, Forbes is exactly the type of guy in terms of being able to create turnovers that you would love to get. And then not only does he get those turnovers, but he gets points off of those turnovers by returning him to the house. That would be a great pairing with Marlon Humphrey, whose game is not really about grabbing picks. But Bobby, really quickly, before we finish this topic, as I mentioned, I was invited on a show in Las Vegas. It's Raider Nation 920. And I was asked to come there to represent the Ravens in a mock draft just on Monday. And before I get to my pick, I need to give you some background so you can understand what's about to come down with this audio clip. My plan was that if Jay Flowers, Deontay Banks, and Joey Porter Jr., and, you know, all the receivers and corners ranked ahead of them, if all those guys were taken, my plan was to do what these guys have just done and take Forbes also. Now, the problem is, is the host of the show texted me just minutes before I went on, and he texted me this handwritten big board that was kind of blurry. And not only was it blurry, but the handwriting on it wasn't super easy to read. So I look at it, trying to decipher the writing, and it looked like all the guys I just mentioned were taken. So I was ready to take Forbes instead of the others. But then I took a double take. It seemed as if a certain top 10 rated player was still available, but I was so shocked by it. I wasn't sure if I was reading the handwriting correctly. So with that background, here's who I picked. And I apologize for the sound quality because I was using my car speaker phone. Here we go. Sarah, with the 22nd pick in the NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select... I got to ask a, a clarifying question because this is bananas to me. You just texted me that what was taken. <laughs> Am I reading this right that Witherspoon has not been taken? Yes, you are reading that <laughs> correct. I can't believe it myself, Sarah. <laughs> I, I don't want to ask this one. I didn't want to say it and be like, oh, he's not even taken. Duh. So, yes, I am going to take with the without turning back as much as the Ravens would like to, with the number 2022, the, the 22 pick, is Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, a guy who can be rough and nasty, a press corner, six foot, 181, bring him to Baltimore, <laughs> pair him with Marlon Humphrey, let's bring the Bengals in, let's go. <laughs> yes, I love the fire, I love the fire, and I'll tell you what, that's something we've been talking about, how long, Demond? for about three, four days now? Ever since we left the top 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ever since we left the top 10. But now Devin Witherspoon officially off the board, going number 22 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Bobby, Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins. He's been fairly quiet this offseason, and the last time we heard him speak publicly was when he sounded off after January's wild card loss to the Bengals. I mean, it's tough, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a guy that feels like if, if I'm on the field all the time, then I can help this team win. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, and it's the playoffs. Why am I not out there all the time? So that's all I got to say about that. What's your focus this offseason, J.K.? I'm going to get back to my old self. 
I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be better. I'm be better. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to see. How do you when you look at the season? Obviously, kind of ups and downs. Are you encouraged with the way that you finished it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very encouraging. You know, show people like the scope was it was an amazing thing to do, and I show people that just keep doubting me because I had an injury. Nothing can hold me down with God. So I'll be back next year. I'll be better. How do you move past the frustration of not being the guy down the down, down the goal? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. Twelve. It's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. Did you, like, did you say that to anybody? Yeah, that? I did. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, like I'm a playmaker. I'm a, I'm a guy that my teammates feed off me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's just not the case how I go here. So obviously an emotional locker room moment there post game with tensions running high back in January. But Sarah, the good news for JK is that come September, he'll have had a full off season of strength training coming off of last year's knee scope, right? Hopefully get that extra burst, that extra gear of acceleration back. And probably most importantly, he's set to be introduced to an entirely new offense led by new play caller Todd Munkin. And Bobby, while he's yet to mention former OC Greg Roman by name, there's a strong case to be made that Giro's situational play calling and running back by committee approach were two central areas that led to frustrations for Dobbins. Yeah, I think there's also a case to be made that while, yes, he's absolutely been quiet this offseason, he just might still be stewing over those frustrations, Sarah, as he prepares for the 2023 season. Now, our friend and uh, Locked On Ravens host, Kevin Ostriker, tweeted the following milestone on Monday. Quote, three years ago today, the Ravens chose J.K. Dobbins with the 55th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. He's accumulated 226 carries for over 1,300 yards, which is 5.9 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns in just 23 career games. Now, J.K. chimes in with a quote tweet that read as follows, quote, just imagine if dot, 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 never mind, dot, 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 close quote. Now, Sarah, while this could technically be referring to, if you will here, just imagine if I wasn't injured and didn't miss all of 2021, I tend to lean more towards, again, if you will here, just imagine if I wasn't underutilized and held back under a Greg Roman-led offense. But, hey, that's just my interpretation of the tweet, knowing what we know about J.K. and the inner fire within him. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with Odell Beckham Jr. and the Ravens' Twitter accounts getting fans' heads spinning with their posts today. OBJ posted a screen grab of a Drake lyric that read, quote, you would think we live in Baltimore the way they raven about the latest product, close quote. Well, then the team account, quote, tweeted that with the very popular eyes emoji. So if you ask me, OBJ was referring to himself about the latest Ravens product that everybody's raving about. And my thought was the team was just agreeing with him. But you better believe that fans took it to mean that either DeAndre Hopkins or Lamar Jackson's deals were headed down the pike. 
In other news, the Ravens officially re-signed Kevon Seymour. And as we noted on Monday's episode, Tyler Huntley did indeed sign his restricted tender. With only Anthony Brown on the roster, Huntley was a must-signing at this point in the offseason. Meanwhile, Seymour will add depth at corner, and he is a key special teamer. Also, the Steelers announced that they re-signed former Ravens receiver Miles Boykin to a one-year deal. He was key to their special teams last season. And in case you needed a reminder of how good Eric DaCosta and the Ravens and Ozzie Newsome are at the draft, NFL Stats tweeted a list of the franchises that drafted the most first-team All-Pros since 2000. Baltimore was second on the list in the entire NFL with 16, only trailing the Patriots with 17. And finally, kicker Justin Tucker got some TV airtime when he was spotted by cameras in the crowd of the Orioles' 2-1 walk-off win over the Detroit Lions Sunday night. Tucker was amped up and cheering with what looked to be his young son, truly a priceless moment. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to one of our returning patrons, Tibor Potter. We appreciate your support and we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But again, be sure to mark your calendars for Thursday, April 27th at 8 p.m. because we will be live streaming across all our social platforms to cover the opening night coming up in just a few days of the 2023 NFL Draft from a Ravens perspective. (laughs) 